You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,159. Business leaders are always looking for opportunities to attract new customers, and they can do so with unique partnerships, ladies and gentlemen. Communities for Cause came up with a new idea, having businesses contribute a portion of sales to a school or charity that their customers choose. I've invited CEO Robert Davis here today to explain his interesting business model and partnerships. Rob, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you. Tech difficulties. Yeah, well, you know, it's hard to find good help these days in the radio business. <laughs> Let's start with an interesting story. Hopefully you have something that you can share with my audience about your path to CFC. Well, my path to CFC is um, I've owned uh, maybe four or five different companies previous to CFC. My path has been that I like to create and grow and nourish what companies can be. And that's always exciting to me, and that's what drove me to CFC. Okay, so what type of companies? <clears throat> what, which, is it technology? Is it customer service? What, what did you do? Well, on, in my history, I was in uh, sporting goods manufacturing first. I was the operations, a VP of operations for K2, and then I left there and started my first company. I did women's apparel printing. We printed 28,000 garments a day and did a gross revenue of... 24 million max and 250 employees. I had a kids apparel company that we did Kids Inc. We sold to uh, Nordstrom's, Bloomingdale's, and small shops throughout the U.S. And I also had a, an art company that we actually manufactured artwork and sold to uh, Amazon, Touch Modern, uh, Wayfair, and Aaron Brothers. And okay. I got out and sold all that. And I went to work as a consultant with different companies. I got bored because I couldn't work really in the trenches of the company. So I found Communities for Cause. So you needed to get back and be an operator. Totally. Yeah. So the consultant wasn't fulfilling enough to be able to stand on the sidelines and watch the play on the field? No. It, that's like that's like an attorney sitting on the outside and saying what you should and should not do versus being in-house counsel. Then we say, we are not going to do that. Yeah. See, that's okay, ladies and gentlemen, listening audience, this is a big difference between him and I after all the years of being in the trenches, the last 11 years of being on the sidelines and watching the play on the field has been very rewarding for me. <laughs> That's called, it's called retiring, right? Not at all. It's, no, it's, called, it's called being a coach. It's right. fantastic. Oh, I get that one. Right. Coaching is fun. Okay. So let's talk about this interesting business, that this next carnation of your business called Communities for Cause. First of all, what does that name mean? Well, Communities for Cause is really uh, the bringing together of the different communities and benefiting the causes that surround them. And if you'd like me to go into detail what that is, Communities for Cause is a... No, I didn't get an opportunity to answer. Uh, communities for Who's Cause. Who's doing this interview anyway, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> yes, I would like you to explain Sorry it. Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, communities for Cause is a free mobile app that you can get on both iTunes and Google Play. And what Communities Cause allows the user of the app to do is to download, register themselves, and they can pick the nonprofit that they select. And then what they can do is do their normal everyday activities by working with those local merchants like restaurants and clothing stores and nail salons. Okay. And when they do that, they just simply grab the receipt from our merchants, our CFC merchants. They enter in the, the amount, they take a photograph of the receipt and push submit, and a percentage of their sale from their normal daily transactions go toward the cause that they selected. Got it. And mm -hmm. and for that to work, what I heard you say is there are merchants who are enabled with you or qualified or a part of your network. Is that true? 
Yes, sir. Okay. And so how big is that community of companies that have agreed to give up a portion of their sales? Well, we have here, just in here in Orange County, we have um, just over a thousand different merchants. Okay. And that goes, like, like I said, you know, restaurants like Jersey Mike's, uh, Selma's, Papino's, uh, those restaurants, uh-huh. uh, including clothing stores like Cal- Cali Girl, Jack Surf is other merchants, and they're all giving percentages as a result of getting the business from the local communities that want to support their nonprofits, like okay. schools. Interesting. So I'm talking with Rob Davis, and he's the founder of, of Communities for Cause. And do you have national brands? Are you in... I know we're programming for Orange County, but That's we also okay. have a national following. Are there are there shops and entrepreneurs across the country? The, the position is for CFC, since I've taken ownership of it, is to grow it into that national and go stateside sure. within the next 18 to 24 months. Okay. So we will be stateside then. We'll be in Los Angeles, San Bernardino counties within 12 to 18 months. Okay. So what's the, what's the compelling reason why a merchant would willingly give up a portion of their proceeds? Well, that's a good question. Great question. They um, they are already doing that in so many ways by discounts and coupons, and they're already giving back to the local communities that come and ask for it. So the local schools are coming and say, hey, will you sponsor my football team? And then the other middle schools coming, hey, will you sponsor this? They're all over the place, and they're having to now selectively sponsor these individual teams. Now, the benefit of working with CFC is that we are – supplying them, all of our customers, meaning our, our supporters, to go to their uh, restaurants or stores. And from that standpoint, they're getting new customers and in a very crowded marketplace, especially in the brick and mortar. So they're getting new customers as a result of getting something they're actually tax deducting. And they call the shots. They call the percentages that they want. They call the terms, meaning we don't we'll offer this, but without any other discounts or offers. And that's what they all do. So is a part of your positioning with them is that you will bring them incremental business because of their affiliation with CFC? Did of course. I hear you say that? Of course. And it's continued throughout. So it's not just a one-time check that they are giving to a local football team and then they never hear from them again. These are building relationships with customers that become loyal to them. So as an example, like Pepino's, they're, they're a great restaurant company, and they're family-owned, and the reality is is that they have customers that go there over and over and over again because they are giving back. And we make it very easy for Pepino's because we supply them all that data that they need for their tax documentation. Okay, so so let's, let's look inside how this system actually works. Then. Totally. I got the magic. They took a picture. They send it to you. Then what happens well, of then, the receipt? Absolutely. So then what happens is what our job is from that point, the merchants get a nightly sales recap of everything that transpires in that day from their from their location. And in those transactions, they have the ability to dispute them, meaning if they don't agree with them, meaning if we didn't verify it properly. And then from that standpoint, they look at that throughout the month. And then on a monthly basis, we invoice them for <clears throat> excuse me, for the total amount that's due. And we collect all that money and we distribute checks on a quarterly basis to all the schools and nonprofits, especially here locally. Okay. So I want to pick at your business model. Go for it. Because I want to understand how you exist. Mm-hmm. Where do you make your money? We make money on every one of the subtotal amounts that are processed. So we, based on what the merchant has agreed to donate, we get anywhere between a half a percent to maybe three and a half percent of that subtotal amount. So the net effect of that is that the cause gets 
approximately 80% of the money that's going through. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. So any cause qualify? Any cause qualify. It, you can download the app today, which, of course, I'm going to challenge you on <laughs> to download. But you can download the app today, and you can find the high school that you went to, if it still exists, uh, in North Carolina, if you wanted. You can find Red Cross of Oklahoma City. You can find every registered nonprofit in the United States. So the nonprofits don't have to contact you and get in your database. You're pulling some national database. Correct. So on that, on that angle, so we, 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 you asked me about what's attractive for merchants. As right. far as causes are concerned, we are extremely passive revenue for them. So it takes really no effort for them other than to notify their constituents and their, their supporters that CFC exists, download it, and just go through your normal everyday practices, and you will generate money for our cause. That's all that they need to do. And... Um how long has this been in... You, you said when I bought it, so obviously this yeah. must have existed before you. Yes. So okay. I, I, I didn't want to correct you. You called me the, the founder earlier, but I, didn't want right. to, I don't like doing that to people. Okay. But um, yes, it's been in existence since about 2012. The company was founded, and it, it grew, and they built the, the application. They created a lot of the relationships associated with merchants and some of the causes. And now it's my turn to grow it to where it needs to grow. So what did you see in this business that you decided to pledge some cash to it and try to scale it? An opportunity in the marketplace, very similar to what I've done in my other businesses. In what way? But there's a vacancy. Like right now, there is, I'm sure you've gone to the store and you see where you feel that you, the roundups where you can donate, where you're donating some of this money that you have as a consumer don't have real any idea where that money's going. The causes have no idea where that money's even coming from, but there's profit centers all the way through that process. And what I do see in that arena is that the people aren't making the direction or they're not making the decision as to where that money goes. So when I'm as a pretend for a moment I'm a PTA parent, I'm now going to this restaurant or I'm going to, say, uh, Jack Surf or Cali Girl to buy clothing. Mm -hmm. When I do that, I can now direct where that money goes to my school that my kid is at versus just rounding up and money just going to the Red Cross, and I never see any result of that. So the nonprofit, when they get this big, fat check from <laughs> CFC, we'll get there, but yes. doesn't know who contributed to it. They just know that you, through your platform, people chose them. No, they do, actually, because it's not oh, the... they do? The, yes, because they, the people that are donating are the merchants, remember. Right. So these people that are making the, the transactions, they're doing that from the causes perspective in anonymity. But the merchants have to tell them really what they're donating because that's their tax records. And they have the causes have access to their own portal that we develop for them that they can see all the transactions that are going and all the donations that are coming their way. So they know from what merchant the donation came from, but they don't know the consumer who drove the purchase. That's correct. Okay. Because that's their privacy. The consumer, the user of the app, that's their privacy. Right. Of course it is. Okay. Does that, has that in the time, and when did you buy it? I'm sorry. Uh, about August, September of last year. Okay. In the time that you've been running it, have you seen any affinity develop between the nonprofit and any of the larger pepinos or et cetera, where there's actually like now a relationship develops because of this income stream that happens. Well, it's not that the relationship to, that develops with Pepinos, as an example, we use them as the the supporters that go there are continuing to go there because it's part of their normal everyday activity. The benefit, there's an added benefit to them going there regularly throughout the year 
is because this is part of their process of the the donations that Papinos is giving, along with the other merchants that they're accessing. So what is it about Communities for Cause that makes it unique and different from alternatives in your space? As it relates to my perspective or sure. the community? Sure, well, you can be biased. <laughs> <laughs> well, my perspective is fun because I have, I look at this as, as Communities for Cause, we have three customers. We have merchants, right. we have supporters, and we have causes. The merchants, obviously, they want business, and they want business to come their way for the least amount of cost, and they're directing the cost associated with getting that business. That's the cool thing. And then on the other side of the cause, we have developed it so that it's passive for them. It doesn't require any real work for the causes to do it, whether it's PTA or church or or, uh, a localized national nonprofit like Habitat for Humanity. On the other end, these supporters are able to direct money to the causes that they care about without changing any of their real daily dynamics other than entering some digits and taking a photograph. Mm -hmm. That's it. So I like supporting all of that. That's fun for me. So where do you see this going? National. What's that mean? National meaning that we, when we do um, Orange County and get a large following Orange County, then we end up working in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, and that's where it starts to grow exponentially into other arenas and we'll start in other um, big hubs of other states so as an example go up out to uh, north carolina not north carolina going up to um, the bay area going all the way up to uh, seattle going to the north carolina on the other side and hitting some of those hub spots of where that action is because not just the downtown it's all the surrounding cities around like la is downtown la is not going to work but it's all the surrounding cities uh, downtown that work so do you see a day where Starbucks or Costco or some national brands would embrace what you're doing? Yes, especially, which I which I love and I, I neglected even talk about it, but on the brick and mortar side of things, because we don't deal with e-commerce intentionally because we want to support the local communities. Right. For all of those retailers that have a footprint in the brick and mortar um, arena, that is where we become very, very attractive to them. Absolutely, because they want that go-to business. That's yeah. why restaurants are so popular with us. Yes, I, I could see that. Um, th- we're coming up on the holiday season. For your merchants, this would be, uh, and for your nonprofits, this would mm-hmm. be a great time to make sure consumers have the app loaded on their phone and have made the selections because the, people are going to be making a lot of purchases between now and January 1st. Oh, right? absolutely. So when, when Jack says something like that, what we will do is when, when Jack's, uh, Jack Surf is an example, when... If they wanted to, they could just literally call on us and just say, hey, would you do a blast for us on your Facebook and social media channels about the how CFC and how uh, JAX is giving X percentage for this? And okay. we'll do it okay. because that's kind of my job is to bring in business to them. So where I was going was I was going to ask you to remind people how they put the application on their phones. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so the application on your phone is to go to, to iTunes or Google Play. You can enter in CFC or Communities for Cause and download. And when you download, you simply put in your first name, last name, email address, and zip code, and pick your nonprofit, and you're in. That's it. So you're pulling from a national database. Is it hard to find the nonprofit that you want? Like, I have one in mind. Can you type in the name of it? Yes, sir. Is that how you do it? Yes, sir. Okay, and if you don't, I mean, so you the idea is you have a nonprofit that you want to benefit from this program. Can you pick more than one? 
Me, oh yeah, absolutely. So in in the in the um, in the app, there is a section in your directories. You have the cause directory as an example. You have a cause directory that shows all of the nonprofits that you're selecting from in your local region as well as nationally when you are searching. But when you select it, it falls right into your cause list. So this is my my cause list, and from that cause list, that's like your iTunes playlist. So you can selectively go from a kid's kindergarten to um, Boys and Girls Club of OC, which those, by the way, sideline, those people are amazing over there. Okay. Um, Well, I'm thinking of Fristers, which is a non-profit here. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I have a colleague that that used to work with Fristers. Oh, great. But they they can use that. And next, you you can select. So when you're about to make your purchase, you can make your purchase. It's when you log that receipt and that information that you make sure that you pick Fristers. Okay, so you could have multiple ones in there and pick different ones at different times. Different ones oh, at different perfect. times, okay. but not splitting one on one transaction. Right, actually, but you don't know. It's not always maybe going to the same one. You might have two or three, and you choose which one at that time you feel it, it would be appropriate for that purchase. Yes, sir. Awesome. Okay, so I, I wanted to ask you specifically, with your experience as a CEO and a founder and a founder CEO uh, and as an entrepreneur, is there a difference between a founder or a CEO or a CEO who was the founder? And if so, can you share your experience with our audience? <laughs> yeah, um, okay. that is um, that is where, um, <clears throat> I mean, I've learned both the successes and failures from both of those. A founder is a founder. That's, a, that's very easy to determine and define what a founder really is. And then the founder technically will graduate to a founder and CEO. That's what I am. I'm founder and CEO of Critical Mass for Business. Great. And and that's and and you're an operator at this at this stage. I right? am. So that's a that's a great thing, especially in your arena. But as the company grows and gets larger, that founder CEO can be it's great for marketing, it's great for the position out there for everybody to listen to, but inside the company, that founder position has to be dropped. Because that founder means you're a doer. Like I am like right now I'm acting as a founder CEO today, which I'm cool with. At some point as the company grows, I'm gonna drop that founder within the organization. Okay. Because that means that I need to get out of the everyday. And a lot of founders, including myself and my previous, don't but it's a very hard habit to break. I mean, I started my first company with sure. one employee. It's your baby. Exactly. That's why you're holding on very tightly to everybody and that's where it needs to break away and graduate to actually just becoming the CEO. Marketing positions, founder CEO is always great. Inside, that's great. It's not good, especially when it comes to customer relationships. Because they can't go to that founder and say, hey, bro, can you give me a great deal on this? As the founder, totally. As a CEO, no. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's really working on the business rather than in the business. Absolutely. Making that shift up. But But dropping that founder is very, very hard. Right. It is hard. Yeah, pr- I've got it. Something to be proud of. Right? <laughs> I, I, I'll see if I can drop it again this time. Okay. Again. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, again, if someone wants to find out more about CFC or Community for Communities for Cause, how do they do that, Rob? Uh, you can go to mycfc.com. That's M as in Mary, Y is in yellow, cfc.com. And you can see what we do on the website. There are um, videos and how-tos as well as on iTunes and Google Play. Okay. Well, thank you for being a friend of the program. I've enjoyed this interview, and uh, I wish you continued success in scaling. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. All right. I'm going to also thank our engineer for today, none other than Paul Roberts. He just waved, but you can't see him, luckily for you in the audience. Our, our producers, without whom we wouldn't be able to do this show, are none other than Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me, I'd say let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F R A N. 
Z-I. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.